You know how I felt watching some terrible play calling and decision making in the fourth quarter that resulted in some amazing opportunities capitalized on by the Patriots? Exactly how I did when I saw Gary Tonin get triangled. Kind of hurt because I thought it was the year of Atlanta or Gary, and I was really on board. Big fans. I'm sure they're both will bounce back. One of them already seems on their way. But damn it, it was beautiful to watch. It was entertaining as hell. You cannot turn your back on rich white people, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier on the football field. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Um, I'm in a weird place for multiple reasons. And do they all have to do with how annoying Patriots fans are? Well, first of all, they're garbage human beings. So if you're listening to this and a Patriots fan, uh, just know I'm not a huge fan of you. But I can acknowledge that was some great, great performances by them. Uh, and more importantly, I said that Lady Gaga was the MVP of the entire shebang and people were like, Oh, but I mean, Tom Brady scored this. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? Lady Gaga did it all by herself and didn't rely on Atlanta choking to be good at what she did. So (laughs) there is that, uh, so true MVP, uh, Tom Brady, please hand your trophy over to her. Uh, you know, it was a weird Super Bowl because I, I actually came up with this idea, Kev. And this is where my brain was at. And I've got this story and I've got something to explain where my head is at and why I'm a little like in this place right now. But I'll explain the good part first, which was I decided I was going to go train yesterday at 10th Planet Costa Mesa and then immediately at 10th Planet Orange County. Now, the reason I wanted to train at both of these places on a day that's the biggest Super Bowl Sunday day kind of day you can have was very simple. Kevin, do you know why that is? Why? Those two are far from my house, so I don't tend to get out there. But on Super Bowl Sunday, the traffic is dead. So I decided I would go to the far place when nobody was traveling and traffic was lovely. So I went to go train. I was very happy. Jesus, so that, you know, it, it was a nice just... weekend. What? What? You knew what? It's going to be your 25th wedding anniversary, and it's going to accidentally be on Christmas. Now, I know you didn't get married then. Just go with it. <laughs> uh-huh. Also, your 45th birthday or something important, and the whole cast is getting together. It's like, Raph, where, where is he? Uh, we were going to start at 5, but uh, he said something about needing to push it to 7. It's like, oh, he's at an open mat. There was a grapple-thon going on just down the street. That's where you are right now. And what the fuck is your point? I didn't have one. I was just uh, making a long, drawn-out comparison. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking awesome. And I would be at a grapple thon. In this scenario, I'm being a good person as well. Not just for my own soul, but for other people. I thought I'd take her so right. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Raph was also giving out, you know, candy to the less fortunate and was also providing shelters for people. But he went to an open mat, so fuck that guy. Am I right? All right, so let's explain why I'm here and why this is. We'll talk all about that open mat. We'll talk about fight to win. We'll talk a little bit about the UFC that took place in Houston. Uh, We've got notes on a whole bunch of that stuff. But I want to explain the mentality of why I am where I am right now. And Kevin, I need you to set me up with it because I have shown you the meme that it, it expresses exactly where I'm at right now. 
Uh, okay. We wait. You're about to show me the meme, or I've seen it. I've shown you the meme. It was on my way back as we were getting ready to do this oh, show. Oh God, sorry. The recency. I thought we were going back to. Uh, I was thinking back to some of your Tom DeBlast and Super Bowl memes over the last few days. I went to a different place. Thank you. Share what yeah. happened with your in the lift. Or yeah, the I was Uber, Uber driver. Actually. Excuse yes. me. That's the that's what prompted as I step on. This is good, and it's already gotten some <laughs> job, funny. Yeah. People are enjoying this. Please tell me this story because this is shocking. All right. So uh, I was getting ready to go over to training. I called for an Uber, um, and uh, you know I'm running a little late, so I just want to you know get an Uber to get there in time so that I can get some good training in. Training always puts me in a good mood. However, this Uber driver kind of soured that. So I get into the car, and the Uber driver says, so are you going to jiu-jitsu right now? And I said, yeah, I am. And I got really enthusiastic because I said, whoever talks about this? Yeah, I'm wearing a rash guard, but for you to know that I'm actually getting ready to do jiu-jitsu just by looking at what I'm wearing, it makes me happy. It makes me think I've met a new friend. And I said, yeah. So I thought, how do I extend this conversation anymore? I said, do you ever train or did you train or are you just a fan of MMA or grappling or jiu-jitsu? And he said, oh, you know, my dad was a black belt in like Aikido or something. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, jiu-jitsu, you know, it's it's a little different. And he's like, yeah, you know, and I just never got into jiu-jitsu. I gravitated more towards sports. Excuse you. me. Inner towards what? Raf rage. Like I almost went off the wall and started going into a tangent of uh, Meryl Streep, not the <laughs> art kind of response. And I was like, oh, because oh. you also went from like, oh god, he recognized it. Perfect. We can chat this out. To are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? I almost told him to get out of his own car, but I didn't. <laughs> I kept you, it all. Hey, turn this car around. That would have been awesome. Get out. So I decided as soon as and like it, it was happening right as he was dropping me off at the place. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you say that to somebody? Why would you say like, oh, you know, that's really cool that you're going to go like play hopscotch with your friends over on these mats. Go enjoy yourself. Idiot. I gravitated more towards sports. Yeah. Cool job, buddy. Uh, so uh, the meme that we put up was uh, that conversation, but abbreviated. And uh, a rating from myself that says, driver knows nothing about anything. One star. People seem to be enjoying it. And I said that I am now officially a Lyft driver. Maybe that joke would have been funnier if Kevin had to, you know, buckled. Mildly stepped on it. Smidge is stepping on the exact phrasing. Uh, but like but people are like, no, it's funny. We saw the meme. We like the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, I would like to explain my journey to you guys. I'm over it. He didn't know the minute I slammed the door, he was going to become a meme. So maybe that's not fair to him, but it's fair to me because <laughs> this is an art and a sport. And somebody was like, Raph, why didn't you just take him outside and show him your street sport version of jujitsu? <laughs> and, uh, I said, you know, I was like, no, dude, I asked him to catch me outside and he didn't. And I'm still waiting. So his <laughs> Anyway, guys, that's why I'm in this weird, jilted mood. But, Kev, no matter, we've got things to talk about. I know you don't know what the Sean Connery thing means, but I told you we could do it. <laughs> you you said, actually, in our pre-production meeting, you, were very, you said, <laughs> I had a Sean Connery thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to know another word. <laughs> I, I, that was... 
That was all I wanted to hear. I was like, maybe he's going to do the voice. I hope he's going to do the voice. I assume, but uh, you know, or it's just a story about Sean Connery. Either way, I'm in. You just you never know, Kev. So uh, you know, the kids, the children, they love impressions and jokes, and they love puns. Is that not true on the interwebs? Love puns. Okay, love. so I wrote a joke. It's a pun. It's really stupid. But I wanted to see if people would enjoy it. We did have some people enjoy it. So I said, if you guys enjoy this enough, uh, if you submit some words, I will say them in Sean Connery voice. What does my Sean Connery voice sound like? Have you ever seen the movie The Rock, Kevin? (laughs) Yes, I have. Uh, Featuring Uh, Nick Cage as a (laughs) nuclear scientist of some kind. Yep, of course. Uh, The best kind, which (laughs) is uh, a Michael Bay kind. Where magically you've got to keep a pearl strand together of nuclear weapons or they go boom. So here is the Sean Connery impression from the movie The Rock. If you guys enjoy it, you're welcome. If you don't, I don't care. But here's a a passage from it. So Nick Cage looks at him and he goes, I'm going to do my best. And Sean Connery responds, you're best. Losers always go home and complain about their bashed. Winners go out and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> Sean Connery looks at Nick Cage. Nick Cage, with all seriousness, <laughs> looks right back at him and says, Rachel was the prom queen. <laughs> Sean Connery looks back at him and says, well, of course she was. So that's the Sean Connery impression that I do. It's my standard. It's my go-to. So based off of that, I had created this thing. And I said, uh, here's the joke. Uh, The joke is, Mr. Connery, what's your favorite guard to use in jujitsu? Kev, any guesses? Any idea what his favorite guard would be? Uh, A spider. That's pretty good. It it does have a sh to it. Um, But here is his actual favorite. Yeah. At least according to my meme. Yeah, go my lasso, of course. <laughs> so I la- decided that he would, he would be a lasso guard. Have Just you not is- seen my impeccable collar show? Of course, spider guard is good, but if you really get down to the nitty gritty, you can't get someone over and sweep them unless you get to your lasso guard. So anyway, uh, can we make Sean Connery the official voice of John Danaher's Facebook posts? <laughs> How do I don't get that Absolutely. to happen. Although. Well, it'll take nine hours to get through one post in that voice, I promise you. So I said, if you guys want, I'll read uh, some of the things you submit to us. So here's a couple of the things that we got. Uh, Drew Weatherhead said uh, he put two. So there's a there's a two for one. Our good friend Drew from Because Jitsu. Uh, he put down and said, I'd take up jujitsu, but then I'd have to change my name to Sean Connery. Which, uh, he said coronary on that. So, stay with me for the pronunciation of how this one works. I'd take up jujitsu, but then I'd have to change my name to sure Sean Coronary, which doesn't quite work, but no. I get it. I, I appreciate the effort. Good, good lob on that one. Uh, but I like came people's back. tries. People are always in my corner when they're like attempting a good Connery pun. I'm in. Like that's a fun <laughs> game to just try it with your family, people. A lot of but, people but are Drew doing cool stuff. Did redeem himself and said, 
when I was like, would you guys like to see me do a Sean Connery impression on the show? And he said, but of course. So kudos to you. Uh, Nico Radich, a good friend of our show, said, she shells, she shells down by the seashore. Which is tough to do, by the way. Uh, our uh, quasi friend Juan Mob, Twister, aka Juan Bernardo, said no. And I, okay, thank you. And I said, well, there goes your plug for your dumb reality show, which comes out later this month on fucking Netflix. So, what? No, yeah, he's uh, going to be the Kingsmaster. Uh, it's a show that's basically more different American Ninja, but produced by We'll get through these last ones and then we're going to go on to our next thing. But if you can't get enough of the Sean Connery, here's a couple more. Andrew Shaw 23 said, nobody defeats my spider god. Uh, this one comes from our good friend Mario, who says, Please tell me you've seen the Zardosh. Uh, Dorega Brand says, uh, Hey, nice pitch, smiley face emoticon. I hope there Which, are 58 of these. Like, I want 190. <laughs> oh, more. Uh, I want a coffee table book of our fans and Sean Connery, dude. You can the press best a button is, and it's rap doing them. <laughs> I'll do all your uh, GPS services that you guys need. Uh, Dogera Brand was actually a bot. So, uh, hey, nice picks, by the way. Thank you. Hardcore Science put, love this, but I'm going to put Hardcore Science 84 says. So there's that one. And then you get Mugek says, keep it up. So. There is your Sean Connery moment of the show. You're welcome, everybody. And don't forget to find us on iTunes. Well, five stars. Throw us a rating. Give us a five-star review. There it is. Or I will come find you, you asshole. Uh, wait, Nick Cage, what did you think of, like, four or five stars? Did you have an opinion? I gave this show five, six, seven, eight, nine stars. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, later, fight fans. You don't get this anywhere else. And here's why. We're about to pivot to uh, some fun fight to win coverage. Because Gary Tonin, mm. in a surprising twist of events, put the gi on to mm. smack his friend AJ around. Our friend, too. Who also showed some fun, some fun feistiness over the last month. But Eric Medina, mm. I think, pulls off submission of the night. Well, he damn it. Not, if but, the Imanari uh, role hadn't existed, I'm going to de facto give it to Eric. But yes. the Imanari role was one of the most artistic things anyone's ever seen in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> uh, strong runner-up candidate to <laughs> our friend, your persistent training partner, Eric Medina. There's a lot of friends I had fighting on the show. I knew like half of the card. Um, I, I want to give you guys some highlights. Obviously, live with them today if people have not I checked did. that out. So. Good plug. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. That was very nice of you. I've decided to stop sleeping, too, and start the RAF school of thought where I just uh, <laughs> plug in at night, and uh, it's doing okay. 
so far so good. He's learning. It's a slow learning curve, but when he loses all brain function, that's when you really, really get into the nitty gritty of how I do things. So, uh, obviously I got there. Uh, my good friend Drew got bumped up in the card. He had to fight a guy named, uh, Kevin appropriately enough. And, uh, Kevin actually ended up taking a fight last minute because he was supposed to fight somebody else. And then somebody else dropped out and they accidentally had Marsa. Who knows? I mean, who could say all these things that happened? But uh, Drew ended up going earlier in the night, ends up winning by decision. Very good attacking series, a, a leg lock specialist. So kudos to Kevin for being able to get out of it. Kevin then later competed in the gi, didn't win there either. But, I mean, beast for doing it. So there was that. Our good friends uh, Cole Franson and Ricky Lul put on a show for everybody. It was one of my favorite fights in the night. So if you guys get the opportunity to go look at that, those two had a really good match. Take the essential parts of what you love about Geo and his crew over at 10th Planet, San Diego, and Oceanside, and then apply that to what you see with Cole Franson having a very traditional, uh, modern style of uh, grappling that it takes a little bit of from both levels. So when I say traditional and modern, it may sound awkward, but watch him roll. It's a really good pressure pass with the recognition of the current game because holy shit, man, a lot of the bad positioning he had with his legs would have tapped me multiple times. So that was that uh, going on on that side. And then, let's see, what else did we have going on there? My good friend Noah Tillis. I was really pissed about this, Kev, and I don't know if you saw or heard about it, but Noah Tillis got DQ'd at the black belt level for reaping. You gotta be careful. I mean, sometimes you're just trying to anaconda guard your way into some defense. You throw that foot over. Is reaping illegal? In the uh, well, it, it is there. And there was a weird moment. If you guys go to watch this fight, let me know what you think of it. But it was kind of in transition where they were resetting him back. So they were kind of on the ledge, and then they were resetting him back, and then magically he was reaping. And the ref on stage didn't call it. But instead, they had like a voice of God come in who was like, no, stop. And then another ref comes over, kicks out the main ref, and is like, get out of here. Puts up the X, and then they're like, he has been disqualified. I've never seen anything more odd about it, and Noah was justifiably pissed. Uh, but no I guess shit, it brings up way. the I real seen that question. Yet. Oh, yeah, go watch it. It's terrible. And it couldn't happen to a nicer person. Noah Tillis is uh, good people, and uh, let's just be frank about this. They're black belts. Okay, these people were fucking slamming people on these mats. Yet you're telling me that you couldn't reap at the black belt level. Get the fuck out of here. So that's some bullshit that happened. Um, let's return back to Eric Medina, who had a great submission against one of my friends, Abner Sefentes, who um, Kev, I, I did tell you a little bit about Abner, correct? Abner Fuentes? Sefentes, yes. Sefentes. So, First of all, yes. you, you didn't say, hey. I have a friend who has the coolest name you've ever heard. You didn't yeah. say, I don't remember that conversation, but I think I would remember that is amazing. Dude, he's, he's the shit, man. I, I really like him. I met him at a grapple thon and he was really like, he's one of those training partners. I, I had the opportunity to roll with and I was like, dude, you're good. I'd love to train with you again. And he kept coming up with like, Oh dude, it's too far. Oh man, I can't make it today because I'm working and all these excuses for never training again. It was just bullshit. So it got to the point where he kept ducking me and I said, oh, hey, Eric, who are you fighting at Fight to Win? And he goes, Abner. And I go, oh, you murder him because he has stood me up. So uh, the whole week I was really pissed off at Abner. And I was oh, like, I nope, do. he's, this he's is the, the enemy. One of the many people ducking you. 
Yeah, there's many of them, Kevin. There are. It's a long <laughs> list. I'm looking at you, Jim Lawson. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there are so many people who we enjoy uh, training with that I would love to train with uh, Abner Moore, but he just kept ducking me. So Eric gets this great bow and arrow choke. It's a good match. Um, you know, Abner's a beast. But I went to go find him in the crowd, and I couldn't quite single him out. So I'm looking in the crowd, and it's like trying to find a needle in the haystack. And then there's just some dude in a hood who goes, hey, Raph, and it's Abner. And I was like, oh, I just willed that into existence. I was actually looking for you, and I didn't think I was going to find you. And you had rolled with him. I'm sorry. I know you had rolled with him once. Where was it at the – one of the grapple-thons? Yeah, one of the grapple-thons. You know, he had already been like – what, like 25 rolls in deep and I come in and I am i haven't had 21 rolls at that point. I came a little late. So I, I was like, oh, dude, he's still rolling like a beast. Holy shit, he's awesome. And it's one of those good rolls that you have that you go, I bet you'd be a great training partner. I'd well, love to train. So uh, when I saw it, because I saw him square up, it's like, that looks stocky. Looks ready. <laughs> well, well, keep in mind, dude, he's he is strong and he is. You're always uh, sizing people up in jujitsu. There's like oh, a brief moment where every, we all do it, and it doesn't matter when or where. We're always like, but when you say the word stocky, he is strong. But keep in mind, Kev, I'm much taller than him, and he's stronger than me. So it, like, he's a little bit smaller than me. And I'm looking at, it, I was like, oh, I should be able to impose my will. Nope, can't. This guy's tough. <laughs> so him and Eric had a great match. Uh, Eric gets the submission. I see him afterwards. We talk, and I go, hey man. And he goes, dude, Eric's a beast. And I was like, he really is, man. There's no shame in losing to him. He's such good people. And I go, but if I can tell you one thing, I'm glad that he beat you up because you've been ducking me, if I'm being so honest. (laughs) And I'm going to air my grievances. I'm going to air another one like it's Festivus right now, Abner. And it's this. You and Eric were trying to respectfully talk about one another. What the fuck was this? Eric put on your post. Like, hey, we're going to go have a match tomorrow, and let's hope it's competitive. And Eric put strength and honor, my friend. What the fuck is this bullshit? That is ridiculous. We don't Get need your niceties. AJ and Gary hate each other. What are you two doing with your Donald Cerrone, you don't have to hate this guy, handshake BS? So anyway, I gave them the appropriate Strength and honor. Sure. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> strength and honor get out of here tell me what c.s lewis novel you stole that from eric <laughs> anyway i think it's actually is reference wise this is the best yeah. podcast we've ever done absolutely <laughs> you, you did a whole <laughs> segment on the rock there will never be people haven't heard what's coming which is a rousing rendition of over under we recorded just before we started this uh but you're gonna enjoy the references I'm going to go ahead and wish my opponent strength and honor because I'm so full of shit. So there you guys have it. All right. So uh, Drew Murillo, uh, Murillo, I'm sorry. Uh, He had a great match as well. Uh, I want to give him props because he's killing it. And I've got news for you. Drew, just after that performance, he wins. And he also finds out he's going to be competing in the EBI qualifiers to find out who's going to be fighting at EBI 11. So get excited for that, you guys. Drew has a big shot, but he's also got some killers in there. Uh, if you watch the video of us today, he explains that one of the people auditioning for the slot is or competing for the slot is Nathan Orchard. And what? he's like, bro. Yeah, he's like, bro. He's like, I look up to him like a mentor. Everybody else I'm cool with. And like, we're all brothers. But like, man. Nathan Orchard's the man. I was like, well, you have to forget that the second he's like, I know, but like, isn't he? And I go, he is though. So he is though. 
hopefully they don't pair them up and uh, they get to go deep in and they get to have a good competition together. Let's see what other matches I can talk about. Yaoisis, uh, some interesting stuff was happening. Apparently there was a kerfuffle between uh, Andre Galvo and him at the end, but kerfuffle was the name of the night because there was more things that happened. Obviously, Gary and AJ had a very interesting match. Gary proved that he could beer him bolo and didn't even remember he did it. <laughs> see, hold on. For those listening along, Raph did some interviewing with one Gary Tonin, as you yes. would expect. Because if you two don't at this point, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you do a much better job keeping him focused, and se- then you know no one or mm-hmm. anyone really. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for these. I was actually asking just pure from a cell. I was like, hey, when are you releasing those? <laughs> just as a just curious because you spoke with him. You got to speak with um, another interesting person that was in his corner. Mm-hmm. I'll leave that. Hey, listen to the next segment if you want. It was Jay Shields. So if uh, <laughs> we're just talking, I'm just saying, can't wait to hear the Gary interview. Gary doesn't remember he Baron Bola. No, does no, he know he, was he like, does that? Like Nogi? I mean, does he is does he call it something else or? I don't know, but like it's weird because I think when he was grabbing on for grips. He ended up beer and bowling by accident because he told me he hates that stuff. So he was like, oh, I hate that. Oh, did I beer and bowl? And I was like, yeah, dude, you kind of did. He goes, oh, I hate that. Ah, oh, God, I hate this. I hate the gi. Ah. And I made him wear the gi during the interview just to no. let you guys know. Because <laughs> I told him, I was like, listen, dude, if you're going to bitch about it and say this, the only time we're ever going to see you in the gi, then you're going to fucking deal with it. So get excited for that. The Jake Shields interview is great. And I was telling Kevin this off air, and I'll tell you guys this because, listen, you're my people. And it is important you know these things. But when I saw Jake Shields, the very first time he was there, I knew he was going to be in Gary's corner, so I was excited about that. But the very first second I made eye contact with him, he was there with Matt Brown. You may recall Matt Brown had trained with us a few months ago. But I thought, oh my god, those are two killers here. They're going to kill all of us grapplers. Oh shit, nobody mess with them. Like, I I was on high alert for that. Especially after we all know what Jake Shields uh, had happened to him over the weekend. If you haven't heard what happened, wait for the interview. We recap that. So when you see that later this week, you will get a full recap of the strange week that one Jake Shields had. But I can tell you, there was something apparently that also happened in a kerfuffle at the very end of Gary's match off the mats that will also be in the interview so the kerfuffle uh, keep... off the mats yeah there's a little bit a little bit of story afterwards so uh lots of things were happening over at this one i'm trying to think of anybody else we want to give shout outs to i mean you were talking about edwin edwin had a great match they can't ever pronounce his name right let's also give credit to gary for coming out to gina gee yeah i didn't that know was, that oh it was blissful he came out to g and the uh i love him and I have to say, like, I felt like the G and a Gee walkout was where he was trying to make amends with AJ because I felt like that was the olive branch because they both are united in their hate. <laughs> the <for> olive branch. <laughs> at times, especially with those two, it's really hard to tell if they hate each other or they jujitsu hate each other. I love it either way because I just Would enjoy. you like to know that maybe I asked him that question? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh no, don't tell me. Hey, watch the interview. Five stars, everybody. <laughs> they, these guys, I love the podcast. They tell me to watch videos. It's great. No, you'll get to hear it. And uh, I actually don't want to know. I kind of want to get there. Yeah. And this is uh, he. 
Well, so Gary never ceases to amaze me, which is also why I enjoy. He looked. Let's talk about the match for a minute. He looked good. Yeah. He did. He held his own. He attacked. He counter gripped. He was able to still employ a lot of his quickness and the way he starts to attack the leg locks. And I, you can probably he couldn't attack heel hooks. Obviously, you can't. Yeah, he had that look though. I I did wonder what that would have looked like with the heel hooks. And I don't know if that was a hundred percent true, but just based off of what he was attacking and how he was uh, switching, because once he got those legs, it looked like he was looking for heel hooks and had to go. No, Gary. No. So I have expected that. someone to come out and spray him with a water bottle. It's, well, listen, the voice of God had already been used earlier in the night, so I'm pretty sure everybody was really nervous that they could have someone go, let the heel go. Had to be there. All right, so let's also talk about a couple other little things small. Uh, yeah, Gary's match was good. I thought he did a great job. That knee bar that he was working on, he seemed to be crushing AJ. AJ, of course, later on saying that he's just fine. He's fine enough to lift very light ladies in a pool and do squats with them. So proof, science, so doctor. So he's fine. Yeah. Uh, Tara White and Catherine Furrow-Perrett had a great match as well. Go watch that. I highly recommend it. And I'll also give some credit and shout-outs to my good friend Jason Youssef, who had a great uh, decision win in his category. Um, and uh, Clever Luciano had a great match with uh, Kevin Burbich. We also talked with uh, Clever about his match. He had some really nice things to say about Kevin. Surprise, surprise. And uh, I'm trying to think. We also talked with Philippe Fagolin. And... Um, I mean, I was just, I was pleased. It was a good event. You were um, I tried to be everywhere. Uh, also, shout out my friend Juice Glove, who also competed in this uh, nice little shindig. But um, obviously, our good friend John Evans was on the ones and twos doing commentary with our other good friend, Johnny Morgan, who helped put it all together behind the scenes uh, and had his student, Wes Jarrell, go out. You may remember Wes was the winner of the Breakdown Invitational. He had a tough match, ended up being on the losing side. But I'll tell you this, he was going up against a purple belt. So he was upping his level of competition. And, uh, you know... Wes is a killer, man. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see him at Pans next month. Uh, the kid has just been straight killing it. So uh, that is our, I guess, our roundup on Fight to Win. For more coverage, go look at our YouTube page. And uh, I guess keep an eye out for some interesting little tidbits that we're going to put up on our instant media. And look for those interviews. Those, mm-hmm. are, the, those are the things gonna, that are going to help. Yeah, I think you're going to like them, guys. I'll say this. Jake Shields might be better than Gary. Just saying. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Does he really need to be flying triangled like this, both physically and metaphorically in the same month, Raph? Come on. Give him he knows what he did. He knows. He knows what he did. Hey, Fight to Win is coming to Fight Denver to next. I've got yes. some teammates fighting Friday night. Can't wait to see Ashley, Tessa, and Eric, the... Uh, I've actually mentioned him before. I've been uh, I got to drill with him a few nights consecutively, almost like five or six in a random two week period, and then I fought him, and it was just brutal. I've fought him a few times, but uh, a guy's vicious. Got to fight Ashley, who's ready. Got to fight Tessa, who they're just. Uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and I am interested to see Flow grappling along with fight to win continue to uh i'd like the stage value 
they're starting to bring it. Like some of the matchups, they had some bad luck at Fight to Win 23 with some of the injuries and the pullouts because I was really excited to see Edwin versus DJ. I thought yeah. that was an interesting, especially in sub only. I would love to watch DJ and Spriggs and a few of those other guys that are sort of notorious control and points seekers uh, in, in the five-minute IBJJF round. I would love to see them in the sub-only format. They used to call mm-hmm. it, I mean, DJ's nickname is Kimura. I would love to see that. I would love to get a little bit of an idea. So props to them. Mm-hmm. Ready to Here. talk some UFC? Yeah, uh, obviously covering everything made it a little bit harder to see everything over the weekend, but I did see enough. What did you see over the weekend, sir? I mostly saw that the Korean zombie knocked out Dennis Bermudez. It was beautiful. stunning fashion to get a performance of the night title. What did you see of the fights? Because I only caught the last two. Well, first of all, we can say this. The Super Bowl card, uh, the UFC Houston attracted more than 1 million viewers, which not bad. Um, Good ratings for them. Uh, I just I want to stick on that because it was good to see. They kept trying to play it up and they're like, oh, man, how's he going to do when he's returning for three years? He hasn't been here. And then, well, that was answered quite easily. So that knockout was so vicious and so great. Um, it opens up a number of fun possibilities for him to continue fighting. Uh, I saw the Felice Herring uh, fight was pretty good. Um, the James Vick submission looked awesome. Great Darce choke there. Uh, the Vulcan versus Avin St. Prue fight was okay. Uh, Marcel Fortona defeating Anthony Hamilton by uh, a pretty vicious uh, knockout was also good. Here's the one I didn't see that I want to see, and we'll talk about it hopefully at a later date. But uh, the Jessica Andrade and uh, Andrade and uh, Angela Hill kill. apparently was one of the best fights uh, people have seen in some time. It won so. the fight of the night because I, yes. I heard the scroll. Yeah. So that was some good stuff there. But um, yeah, that uh, from what I could see, I thought it was a pretty okay card to get us in the mood for uh, a Super Bowl weekend. So kudos to them. I'm always surprised. You pointed out that they like to feature fighters here. I'm surprised they they do that, but I guess it does make a little bit of sense to just jam pack it into the sporting weekend and Super Bowl. It's mostly just about Sunday, so yeah, take advantage yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all hands on deck for the Super Bowl being on Fox. Well, <laughs> yeah, go Fox. You're doing the Lord's work. All right, and we're gonna play a rousing over under mm. did you have any final you saw it sounds like a little bit more ufc fight night bermudas versus korean uh no you know i mean from what i saw i enjoyed um good stuff there there was also a fight night the next night so uh there's apparently a good match with uh glover and mendez apparently and uh of course Mackenzie Dern is continuing her streak of being amazing. Gianna Grippo had a match. Um so there's some other stuff to watch over on that way. But yeah, man, uh it's it's a busy weekend. We like staying busy here. Um so busy is always good for our business, but you know what's also gonna keep us busy? Talking about UFC two oh eight. So why don't we go ahead and head on over to do that now? I'm excited. Kev, so again, another week, another pay-per-view. We all know how this dance goes. It is important to bring people who are 
good who can give you some uh, fair jostling when it comes to over under Kevin. Uh, how do you feel this week? Because great. I know. Oh, you feel great. I've been watching a lot of Kellyanne Conway uh, just uh, to try and no. see if I can. Well, I haven't had. A, I've only had one concussion in my life. So I'm trying to like induce another one through osmosis of bullshit. And I think okay. it's prepared me more for this game. I'm not sure. We'll find out. But is it, this is definitely not the first one we've done. Yeah, I think it is. Well, since the, the <laughs> since the peach became magnet, so I'm ready. You know, the great thing they say about concussions is you don't remember anything that happened badly in the past. So and concussions like gayness were invented by liberals to try and mm-hmm. sway youths. I'm ready. Yep. Sway youths. Yep. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, if you're still listening, here's good news. We've decided to bring back an old favorite on our show, somebody who some people call him informed. I don't. I call him perhaps the best man bun in MMA broadcasting. And make sure when you use MMA broadcasting, you use air quotes. Um, Some people call him the Michael Jordan of not being funny on Twitter. And other people... They refer to him as just New York Rick. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our friend Eric Jackman back to the show. Eric, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I appreciate the incredible introduction. I would argue that Michael Jordan of uh, not being funny on Twitter is kind of contradictory just because of the the prominence and and the funniness of the Jordan meme itself. I Mm -hmm, feel like Jordan Jordan, has had a... The the crying Jordan has had a life on Twitter that that made it uh, quite funny. Um... And I take it as a compliment. Uh, that's an, I like to consider myself crying, Jordan. In the scale of Kelly and Conway, your way out of that, that's an almost return. Uh, one uh, <laughs> fail-safe uh, problem with it is, of course, ask Michael Jordan how he feels about that meme. I would love to ask Michael Jordan, do you have his phone number? Uh, you know, I don't need to because there are articles written where he's like, I really don't like that. I'm going to Google it. Guys, I'll, I'll Google Michael Jordan's phone number, will you? <laughs> yeah, please yeah, do. yeah. Look, look that one up. You know what it'll take you to? It'll take you to the website for Space Jam. I'm almost 100% convinced. Which, by the way, if you guys have not looked it up, go look up Space Jam because they have the original website still up. And it's a GeoCities fucking website. And it's glorious. I think I have seen that recently. But I think if you Google Michael Jordan phone number, it just gives you a link or, or information to... Uh, suite at you know one of the hotels in las vegas where he's inevitably <laughs> losing his shirt uh, right now as he's too soon too soon listen dude eric you know we bring you on not just to tell jokes but to also be one the important thing here is <laughs> we're excited to have you back on the show and you know you've beaten kevin at this game before you've beaten kevin at over under kevin in Fan fact favorite eric jackman kev if i but may be so bold if but I may be so bold, uh, Rick is actually now the person who has played the game the most, coming in at three times. He is the only guest to be allowed to play the game three times. I understand why. I think oh. the American people have spoken. I think they've <laughs> made a few comments <laughs> about what at New York Rick brings to the table. And it's just nice to be able to play tennis with someone at a speed that doesn't feel slow. Mm. that's mm. that's how i feel usually and i feel like he's equally as unprepared but just as willing to bullshit about <laughs> it and that's strong qualities 
Strong quality. Strong quality. But do we know what kind of email server he's using? No, we don't. He's a threat to national security. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin's going to be like this for four years, everybody. It's going to be great. Promise. Um, Rick, the last time you played, you played over under Kevin without Kevin. Now you're playing with Kevin again. So you have the rare distinction of being the only person to play when Kevin wasn't playing the game, but also to be invited back to take him on a third time. How do you feel about these achievements? Um, I'm honored. Um, I'm indifferent. I'm uh, ready to get the show on the road. I am equally unprepared as heaven is uh, bound to be. Um, it's a mix of it's a mix of emotions and a mix of uh, nonplus uh, responses. How are you unprepared? This is a job that you have. You're supposed to know these things. Couldn't know any less. Uh, about what's happening. <laughs> That's an impressive this, trait. This is just above asking him to be on this uh, really important game for a third time. He's like, that just narrowly beats out the new studio <laughs> we're moving to. It's right. being here for a third time. It's, you know, free internet porn and then new studio. Accomplishments per New York Rick's life, I would imagine, oh. in the top three. It's a, it's an I, I am more excited about the, the rug patterns that they've selected for the studio than anything that is happening right now. <laughs> so talk to us about this because I saw a photo and it's you know just solid it, gray. It's uh that was that was a serious <laughs> It's a strange day, I have to admit here, Rick, when Ariel Hawani gets one over on you. But Ariel in his saying like you know, his very aerialness of saying, Hey everybody, um we're gonna move to a new studio and it's really cool. Man, memories. Oh, look at this. We've been in the studio all the way back when Rick had real hair, like a real person. <laughs> and I read oh. that, and I go, Ariel, are you doing shtick now? Is that what's going on? Get ready and, for Roast Battle 3. Wants it. And, and Dose questioned, Rick, are you just going to take that? <laughs> well, there's there's a few things to go through here. First of all, I think it's clear at this point, I think we've all kind of realized this, that Ariel's jealous of my hair. I mean, first of all, I don't blame it. Everybody's jealous of my hair. But um, if you recall, it wasn't that long ago that literally every Ariel Hawani interview uh, revolved around asking people about their beards and their haircuts. Um, it's, it's been a while since we, we were at that stage, but that used to be literally every single interview. Um, and I think, you know, he hasn't outgrown that. He's just changed his line of questioning. He's clearly jealous of my hair. He notices it. He sees it. Uh, and he's jealous of it. And, and, he, and he wants to grow it himself. Now, the other thing I wanted to touch he notices on. notices it. He sees unre- it. Oh, unrelated to, um, unrelated to uh, the hair situation, which is splendid. Very good. Tremendous right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm moving on to the fact that we had a roast battle reference. And... You want to know a funny thing about that? Talk to um, me. Well, uh, one of the guys who used to perform on my show, Jay Light, is one of the guys who helped put that show together. It started, I believe, out of the comedy store or something like that. Uh, yeah. One of the akin comedy stores out here in Los Angeles, yeah, now, and they ventured it into a uh, a thing. Uh, he used to work with me on uh, the early late night talk show, 
And he was a fantastic performer. He went to go work as a doorman, worked his way up and was there at the very beginnings, I think, with uh, Ross and all those guys. And I saw him publishing these articles or these things saying, like, guys, Roast Battle's coming. And then I saw him get a deal with uh, Comedy Central. And lo and behold, Jay was on one of the episodes. He was on the Denver Trials. Yes, he was, sir. Yeah. So just to let you know. Go on. Go ahead. I was just no, I wanna, he I wanna, did well. I, re- I remember Jay Light. He did well. He, he did very well. Yep, he didn't win. We'll, we'll fully concede that. But Jay Light is one of the nicest human beings that I know, and I couldn't be happier for him. So we are, I mean, I mean if we're playing six degrees of separation here, I would like to let you know something that's really, really bad, which is this. Ladies and gentlemen, we are playing over under Kevin, but today, and maybe just for this episode, our game of over under Kevin colon roast battle colon ufc 208 so ladies and gentlemen i think this is the perfect way to segue into a little game we like to call over under kevin and now it's time for the thrilling installment of over under kevin Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is a very fun game that we like to play. If you're new to the game, totally relax. I'm going to walk you through it. It's very simple. It's a game that we like to go over under Kevin. The rules are very simple. We basically go down all of the UFC pay-per-view card. We go out of order, and we allow each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And it's based off of criteria that the two participants make up in their own head, whatever it may be. Today, we have the added bonus of adding in a little special thing called roast battles. So maybe there's going to be an extra prize for the winner who wins... The roast battle element. Mm, didn't think about that, did you guys? All right. So, uh, yes, we go throughout the card. There's 12 fights. We then do tiebreakers based on fight of the night and performances of the night. Uh, these two gentlemen are no stranger to one another when it comes to over under Kevin. If we're looking at the record, I believe New York Jack or New York. Wow, Ray. what the? What the? For one Ooh. second, you were a Jack. Oops. Sorry, I was thinking of New Jack City, a much more superior person. In that film. has to happen with the Jackman, though. It does. Eric Jack. It's got to happen with the, uh, the Jack. It, it, well, people either know me as Eric Jackman or New York Rick. The world don't often combine. New Jack. Weird one. <laughs> New Jack Rick, baby. Uh, no, I feel New like Jack I Rick it is. Jack. You're welcome. I think I got to be New Jack, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great moment. If you ever listen to, uh, God, I think it's the, the song Poison. Where they have a like spoken word, it's like straight up new Jack, and they're referring to a person. And I said, "Oh, new Jack was more than just a style. Oh, the straight up new Jack. Look at this guy." So li- when you listen to the song next time, get ready and get excited. I am, I am straight up new Jack right now. You are straight up new Jack right now. This roast battle is going to be so off the fucking chain. I'm so excited. Normally I hate these things, but now I'm excited, everybody. So I'm Raph, on. The can I also stage. interrupt you real quick because? You said we have 15 seconds, and I'm mm-hmm. knowing Eric Jackman as I do. I just want to make sure he didn't stop listening there and just tries to have sex with me. We're doing an insult battle, so mm-hmm. that's what the 15 seconds was alluding. So get the love making. I just wanted to Kev, clear that up. Kev, I believe you are you are getting in shots before the bell has even sounded. That's how you win at roast battle. It's the little ones after and like the tiny ones get a little mo into the crowd. I would, I would counter that. Tiny ones is how your set like describe it. Mm, you know what? It broke up at just like, the right time. Just a little it bit. It was beautiful. 
Um, but don't worry, Rick. It still was fine. It didn't ruin the fact. It was almost better that it did break up because it wasn't that great of a joke. So, ladies and gentlemen, we go best out of 12. Don't worry. Dude, dude, dude. (laughs) Save it for the game. Save it for the game. You don't want to Atlanta Falcons this, okay? Yeah. I'm I'm saving it. Got it Got it in the back. Let's go. And let's also uh, point out that real quick. um, Eric and I, every once in a while, like to uh, insult one another on Twitter. And it's fine. His followers enjoy that. Mine do, too. But we got a mutual friend this week who was enjoying watching us insult one another to the point where they said that we were more entertaining than the Super Bowl. So thank you. Sir, we're glad that we could uh, be more entertaining than that. First half situation. I accept uh, this award on, on behalf of both of us. No, no, you don't get to accept the award. There is no award, <laughs> dork. I, I'd like to thank uh, Twitter for creating the platform for oh, wow. this opportunity. I would like to thank Rap for being the, the second half, you know, being my dance partner in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think to, like to thank my parents. Um, they, they raised Aww. such an incredible child um, to be, you know, what I've become today, which is, you know, such a successful, um, powerful person in such a small niche industry. Um, and, you know, really, yeah, new studio Vox Money. I mean, we're, we're really, you know, doing big things now. Um, and most of all, I'd like to thank absolutely nobody. Um, I do whatever the fuck I want. It took a while to get there, but I think we all knew it was going to land at that part. All right. Well, listen, gentlemen, because Rick is feeling so uh, spunky, I guess one might say, I have actually (laughs) upped the time to 21 seconds today instead of 15 because we have to account for some extra roast battle time. And fuck it. It's the third time you guys are going to see New York Rick a.k.a. New Jack, on this show. <laughs> so let's get ready for this game. Kevin, you ready? You want to say anything before we start here? I was... Uh, I am ready. I, mm-hmm. I was smoking quite a bit of weed before this to try and uh, dull the senses so I can <laughs> last longer. Let's do it. Mm-mm-mm, just like Rick's wife. Uh, Rick, do you have anything to say? I feel like the sex with my wife jokes are already off to a roaring start. So uh, we'll see how this goes. And I'm the moderator. I, I, so, like, I didn't make one. I just really want to be on the record. Matter. I'm going to make plenty of sex jokes about you. Uh, it was about and good. Okay, think, well, okay, like, great. okay. Nobody's great. ever accounted for the fact that I could also be a participant in the roast battle should I choose. <laughs> Perhaps so, decided. This, I do like that the judges get digs in. That's one of my favorite parts, actually. That was great. Yeah, I already accepted. Nah, it's okay. You know what? Skip it. Let's go. Let's All right. fucking do this already. Jesus Christ. Oh, God, Rick. Look, it's just righteous indignation. Well, Kev, why don't you go ahead and start us off with a flyweight bout between Wilson Reese and Oka Sasaki. Go. Yeah, okay. Oka Sasaki uh, confuses my perceptions about what fighters look like. I'm going to stick with the abs vote. Wilson okay. Race is my pick from Brazil. Looks like a Brazilian Mr. Clean. I'm in. But is he a sexy Mr. Clean? Because that's the thing now, right? Uh, no, he's got kind of a fighter scowl. We could use okay. a little bit more chin-upness if we're trying to get a certain beauty. Okay, just wanted to check. Uh, Jack, what do you got for us? Now, when I started this and I was talking about how little preparation and, and uh, you know care or concern I had for this, I didn't realize that you had so little concern that Flyweight Wilson Hayes 
pronounced Hayes, uh, was not even on the radar. Um, he's one of the top-ranked flyweights, and you guys still can't even pronounce his name. Um, I'm going to go with Wilson Hayes. Uh, to get it done. All right, shut up. That's what happened. You spent too much time trying to play the game that you got played, sir. Kev, is this shot clock violation indicative of somebody who knows nothing about basketball? Because you would think he would be a little bit better about a shot clock violation. I don't know, but your you got played thing. Uh, you sound like Sean Kingston, and I think <laughs> he brings up a valuable point <laughs> that I could be better at pronouncing names. But Olka Sasaki is the real victim here. Mm. Oka Sasaki sounds like uh, a Power Ranger vehicle that we never got to see. Uh, Japanese New Jack, yeah. when you're hearing these things, what's your response to any of this? Um, the thing about the <laughs> vehicle is getting me. Um, yeah, just uh, well done. Um, you, you actually got me to laugh for the first time in both of our lives. Yep, yep. Just see any other podcast he's been on and know that's not true. I just enjoy all of this because right now it sounds like I'm winning the roast battle and Kevin's playing a good second place, if I'm being honest. How dare you. Yeah, I'm not really interested in, in roasting. Um, I came here for one thing, and that's to win. Um, so I'm going to do that. But you were the one to suggest the roast battle. I, I was not. Uh, I, I suggested we go on roast battle. I wasn't suggesting that somehow we worked in um an mma picking roast battle because to be honest that sounds like a disaster and any show that would uh promote such a thing is likely not only uh you know unscrupulous and uh poorly produced and and all the things that you would expect of somebody that would do that uh but just downright uh ridiculous damn right you You sounds like one of our itunes reviews yeah no shit i I enjoy the unscrupulous Are they tying your hair too high like these days where you can't even think straight? Listen, if you're going to insult people, insult them on the things that are accurate. That's you come on our show, you want to talk about well-produced segments? Ugh, please. Any segment that involves <laughs> New Jack doesn't even get their name right. Everybody knows New York Rick has been in the front and that you've been doing some cocaine and a really side-smuggling business and that you don't even know betting odds so i'm just putting it out there i'm asking the questions kev you are and uh and you suggested it you think somebody's gonna come up to you and be like hey two-bit guy who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about you wanna uh you wanna be on uh, roast battle even though nobody knows who you are all right cool <laughs> i would counter with uh next question yeah all right let's go to the next fight uh it's a welterweight fight between randy brown and Bilal Muhammad, uh-oh, looks like he might uh-oh. get deported. Uh, let's go on over to uh, New Jack to start us off. 21 seconds for you. I'm going with Muhammad. Uh, don't not say that out loud. No, 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 please don't say that out loud. <laughs> Legally, not, we not can't let you say thing. that. Uh, Muhammad. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad. <laughs> and here's yeah. a picture of Muhammad in case you guys haven't seen him yet. <laughs> yeah, good job, Jesus, on a podcast. Here's a picture of him. <laughs> Oh, Kev, uh, is this not a video? Is this not no, a video podcast? My bad. Uh, low, low production. We're moving Kevin. into an older studio. It's kind of like what you're doing. It's just. Uh... Oh my god, Kevin! Can we commandeer their old studio? I take dibs. I was gonna ask after, but I, <laughs> I might, might as well do it now. Uh, Kev, I've got 21 for you. Who do you got? This couldn't be easier. Rude boy. <laughs> I'm a Rihanna fan. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. slap America in the face. 
and choose anyone <laughs> other than Randy Brown, who's from Jamaica. Quick FYI. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited about his promise. Okay. Somehow we arrived at two picks on that one, and I'm not sure how, but I'm going to move on because I still don't know what the fuck we're going to do about any of that. Light heavyweight match. Kev, you're up next. It's Glover Teixeira versus Jared Canonizer. You know, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I mean, that's technically his name. <laughs> yeah. You guys not reading the Z in there? I'm going I with think- the Killer Gorilla. Unquestionable. First, coolest nickname in MMA, potentially. Okay. Second, I'm worried Glover Teixeira retired two years ago and no one told him. Oh, rude. Uh, so let's go on. <laughs> uh, Rick, what do you got for us? I'm going with Glover. Um, I think he gets it done. Uh, Cannoneer's nickname is, is incredible, but it's not going to be enough. Glover Teixeira. <laughs> Cannonizer is also are you, so much are, are you impressed with how all business I am? I mean, I'm not even like trying to take shots right now. I'm just keeping it so, so straight and narrow. You do know that on our show, that's unprofessional. Straight and narrow. We get it. You're into mm-hmm. women. <laughs> Allegedly. It's, it's Listen, deb- yeah, d- debatable, to be honest. Debatable. <laughs> His hair says differently. Kev, I have to ask you wait, this. Wait, oh, who did he choose? Did he, oh, he chose he, Teixeira. And I'm going to ask yeah. you, though, Kev, this is an important question, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you feel that pick fit like a Glover? <laughs> That's if you get points for the puns. Now the puns are... Everyone in the radio world likes a good pun. That good. Listen, guys, that here's, here's how, how far ahead I'm flying on this game. I can take shots like that to try and even the playing field to give New Jack a chance on this show. <laughs> Kev, a- tell us about the concept of heat checking, please. Heat checking is when you throw up the three because you have to throw up the three. It's like when you smoke the next bowl. It's like, well, I've done two. Got to keep going. And uh, made famous by Steph Curry and Ariel Hawani in the broadcasting world, obviously. That's what he's known for. Let's go to our next fight. It's a heavyweight fight. What is happening right now? Calm down. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. I'm so unprofessionally professional. Nobody cares here. All right. (laughs) Let's go to our next fight. It's a heavyweight fight between Marcin Tabby and Justin Rumor Willis. Rick, you've got this one. Um, I'm going to go with Willis. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you talking about? (laughs) 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 That's good stuff. Do you have anything else to say? Cause... <laughs> no, you, you've already stepped all over it. It's, it's <laughs> I don't care. Kev, what do you got for us? 21 to on the challenge clock. you, I'm taking Tybura? Tabby. Well, okay. done. well I was, done. I was waiting to see if you could pun gun that one. I uh, was going to be floored. Well, uh, <laughs> Tybura sounds like the Brazilian equivalent of Tybo. So that's all I really got on that one. I want the uh, listeners in Twitter and obviously at New York Rick's tremendous fan base. Uh, let us know. <laughs> Tybura is your challenge. Pun away. Pun away, indeed. Um, all right, let's go to our next fight. It is a featherweight bout between 
Philippi, Nover, and Rick um, Glenn. Kevin, what do you got for us? Both of these guys have really mean faces, and mm. that makes me nervous. But in the year of white people always winning things they shouldn't, I'm going to go with the gladiator Rick Glenn over the Filipino assassin just because 2017 keeps tapping me in the balls. Okay, noted. All right, let's go on over. 21 seconds to New Jack. Uh, I'm going with Rick Glenn. Um, can we pause for a second to, to think about how badly you struggled with the last name Glenn? Can we reflect on Me how long him. it took you to get that one out? <laughs> Here's what I want you to know on this one. Every once in a while when you do the show, you got to find new and fun ways to entertain yourself. And reading gets and, harder? Or is that just... <laughs> super easy. The hard part about it is, is I was looking at it and I commit full force. Like I go full on Melissa McCarthy with my humor when I start to attack some of these names. And I got to this point where I was going 106 miles per hour. And then I realized I was like, I don't have anything for Glenn. Like, I think of astronaut when I think of Glenn. So I was just like, Rick Glenn? So, you know, I anchormanned it. But go on. Please tell me more about your comedy. And No, there's, there's no more. I'm going to come to your defense here. I'm coming mm-hmm. to your defense, Eric. Uh, Raph, I've met mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. I went to a preschool celebration of arts with Melissa McCarthy, and you, sir, are no Melissa McCarthy. Oh, God. All right. If you're going to go ahead and uh, lift some material, do you know where that comes from, Kevin? 30 Rock is what I'm almost directly stealing it from. Man. All right. Kevin likes to think he knows politics, people. Let's go on to our next one. (laughs) It's a middleweight bout, and uh, it's between Ronaldo Alligator Salza versus Tim Bosch. Rick, what do you got for us? Do uh, it. Be a man and do it. Uh, yeah, not in any lifetime. So, uh, this fight even happening is a disgrace. Jacare Souza uh, gets it done. Okay. All right, Jacare it is. Kev? Can, he's, can we talk about how terrified we are all of what is going to happen in this fight? Tim Bosch is not in a physical place where he can compete with Jacare. Uh, I'll go ahead and take Jacare Souza. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. I'm really <laughs> embarrassed. I'm really wow. embarrassed. <laughs> wow. Guys, I want to let you in on a little secret here. Sometimes for funsies, we have Kevin take a pick just for, you know, shits and giggles. And I know many of you are like, why is Kevin so bad at this? Well, there are many reasons. But because it's entertaining to all of us when he picks someone who's a dumb underdog for shits, he couldn't even pull himself to do it on this one. Famously, (laughs) I was picking against Cerrone on his win streak. (laughs) (laughs) This one feels borderline inappropriate. Yeah. (sighs) Okay, Rick, maybe you can answer this. Why is this fight happening? Yeah, I, I cannot answer this. I have absolutely no <laughs> fucking idea why this fight is happening. Uh, this is legalized murder. Maybe this is what we're getting in Trump's America. Yeah. Um, I really have no idea uh, why they're putting this poor man in there with Jacare. But like, let's look. Uh, Jesus Christ. The last time he lost was in Strike Force, And that was to Luke Rockhold, who, by the way, we were all wanting to see him get that fight, too. And then they were dumb. And then they gave him Vitor, and, uh, like, how did they think that was going to be any different? I don't know, guys. I guess I'm just saying, can we just give Jacare the shot at this point? 
Amen. Plus, Amen, I heard a rumor that part of the new studio contract, Tim Bosch <laughs> is always hanging out at the MMA hour in a print <laughs> green leopard thong, just serving Tim, beers. Tim Bosch, uh, Tim Bosch helped build the set. It was incredible. It was oh, incredible shit. to have him there, work with his hands. And, See? Uh, yeah, he looks, he looks ready. He looks ready for the fight. He was uh, pipe fitting and... You know, sawing, um, all, all kinds of uh, manly shit to get ready for this fight. And uh, I think it'll have paid off uh, when he gets in there in a, in a professional MMA uh, cage fight. You know, one of my favorite games to play in improv is the moment when you can tell someone is working the angle, but you can hear the wheels turning in their head as they're doing it. Oh, yeah, he was there and also wearing tight-fitting clothes, etc. More examples things I, I i think he should get a second trade just after i just, just want to say this though kev because let's think about this real quick uh, new york rick could be good at a few things but is he good at definitely. kellyanne conway your way out of this I, i'm definitely interested does uh, uh does well okay a... let me let's give an example here real quick um i've developed a game it's called kellyanne conway your way out of this kellyanne conway is uh donald trump's uh, official like go to talk to the media person and basically she's minister of propaganda off. as i've been absolutely to. minister of propaganda first line of defense but she has a gift for doing spin in politics now i've developed a game which is you just spin your way like kellyanne conway would kevin give me a topic to Kellyanne Conway and tell me if I'm for or against it. Star Wars macaroni and cheese, you're famously on the record for it. You know, it's just really unfortunate that people are making this whole thing about Star Wars macaroni and cheese, which is really an American values meal. And honestly, I'm tired of the liberal media telling us exactly what we're supposed to eat. What are we, Michelle Obama? No, I don't think so. The voters voted against that last November, and I think it's a clear direction that this country wants to go somewhere else. And if I were saying, yeah, I'm going to eat SpaghettiOs too if I want to, because I know they're unhealthy for me, but what isn't unhealthy? I guess that's what I'm saying. In Trump's America, we're just going to make America great again. It's a gift, guys, I know. So I'm just worried about you, Rick, because I want to see you succeed in life. So I'm going to let you try to kill Ian Conway your way out of something, and I'm going to let Kevin give you the prompt. Hit me. Uh, (laughs) This one is, Boston is, in fact, the superior sports city to New York. You're famously (laughs) against. I'm famously against this. Uh, I want to hear the argument. Yeah, I want to. I'm giving you an open platform to talk shit on Boston. I'm. Uh, God. Okay. Um, Tom Brady uh, represents. Um, no, I don't. You know what? Fuck this. I'm playing the game. Fuck this. Um, See, I'm we're not Kellyanne Conwaying my way out of anything. We try and take him off path. Uh, I'm just saying, I know. His head. It's not interesting. You're totally there, Kev. It's really sad. You're, like, you're living inside his head. You've made a vacant residency in there. I mean, uh, just to give you a little note here, Rick, when you do play the game in the future for Kellyanne Conway, it's going to be a board game, then a game show. Don't worry about it. Um, always start by saying, you know, it's really sad and it's unfortunate, and then make your way into the actual arguments. Uh, it'll buy you some time. And if I'm Kelly and Conwaying a, a question about the the sporting teams around that, I would just say, "What's a Boston?" <laughs> that <would be> my, <laughs> That's a good one, Kev. Get them. All right, let's now, return back to the. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to jump in and say, 
now he's he's notorious for just essentially creating things out of out of thin air. Yes, that's that's what the vibe I'm getting. Yes. Yeah. I, I just want to be on the same page uh, while you guys <laughs> meander through this absolutely unrelated uh, nonsense, uh, so I can follow along. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want our show to go on for four hours and not say anything? <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I'd feel right at home. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> Don't you tell me how to fucking podcast. You how dare you? Jackal. How dare you? All right. Let's return back to the game because let's keep on topic here, everybody. Before somebody gets upset again. Ooh, we're going to move to a new studio by the time you get done with this podcast. All right. Let's go to a middleweight fight. It's between Anderson, Spider Silva, and Y. Kevin, you go first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, you know what? Fuck it. No. The spider. Give me the spider. <laughs> I want yeah. it. I want it to happen. Uh, all right, Rick, what do you got for us? I'm going to go with why. Uh, for sure, why. <laughs> why is uh, the wrestling of why is going to uh, counter the spider's... Uh, the, the spider striking, and uh, I'm going with Y in an easy victory by decision. <sighs> but why? Why are we doing here, this? Way, why do we have category. to do this, Kevin? Because apparently the UFC's new thing is like, we don't want to pull a Bellator and have old guys beating up old guys. Wouldn't it be way better if we do that thing they do in the Gladiator and throw some easy people around? They're serving it up. <laughs> inhumane though to do that to people well, they're just big fans of the lion king they're like let them fight it out see what happens <laughs> like yeah i don't know mm. rick are you excited about this fight at all uh this fight specifically or the fight card in total this no fight. this fight specifically don't try and kill no. you out of it <laughs> the card no, great i am about not uh, i'm not interested in this fight really i don't think it does anything for either guy uh because if runson wins it's Oh, he beat the shit out of an old Anderson Silva. <laughs> if Anderson Silva wins, it's oh, Derek Brunson charges into every exchange with his chin wa- like directly up in the air and gets clipped every time. Uh, so there's really nothing to gain for either guy here. Cool. So glad we're doing it. All right. Good notes, everybody. Someone had a little more analysis <laughs> than I needed. Jeez, I thought we were coming in unprepped. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, ow, man, that Derek Brunson. Who? He, uh, he <laughs> Ah, we heard you. Now, Rick, don't you start showing off your your smart and analytical skills here? Because if you do that and make it a habit, you'll never be asked back on the show again. So let's go yeah, to I... our next fight. It's a welterweight yeah. bout between Ryan Lafare and Rowan Carnivore. It's you know it's Carnero. You know no. it is. I don't know. It's, it's Carnival? Sounds... Oh, it's Rowan Carnival. Got it. You know, I got to stick with the abs here. Yeah, but this is not your thing. pick yet. How dare you? It oh, is Rick's. Sorry. I seed the floor. Well, naturally, I took my places first. Uh, I'll Thank you. I'm going to go with Giselle. I'm going with Rowan because Heather Spiller is a dear friend named her son, Rowan. I want to support the cause. I'm give him some, All right. someone some toughness to look up to. Noted. Eric, you now have the floor again. Oh, I get it back. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to have it, and uh, I really appreciate uh, getting the floor back, even though I passed mm-hmm. it. And um, I'm going to go right up until the bell and pick Ryan LaFleur. LaFleur. All right. Any particular reason you're picking him? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I just think Jukau's uh, <laughs> uh, game is not suited for uh, 2017. I think LaFleur is a little more uh, skilled, and um, I think he'll be able to get it done with a pretty easy unanimous decision. Kev, do you agree with uh, Rick's 2000 late assessment? No, I don't, and here's why. I think LaFleur sounds Canadian, and I won't be supporting mm-hmm. that. That was my big issue. I know he's not. It just sounds, I just, you know. It sounds like the Canadian version of Ric Flair, and I'm against all part of that. I'm knock Rowan out and apologize. It was frustrating. <laughs> hmm. All right. I think I've had enough on that one. Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this next one. It is a flyweight bout between Ian McCall and Jared James L. Brooks. Go. Um, Uncle Creepy. Done. Sold. I watched his, it was either a YouTube series or a documentary on. No. Anyway, Ian. All right. That was easy. Uh, Let's go on over to Rick. Rick, you've got 21 seconds. Go. I'm not going to use any of it. I'm going with the upset. Jared Brooks gets it done. Ian McCall riding the roller coaster. Uh, doesn't know who he's fighting next. Uh, been been on this up and down kind of trajectory for, for too long. Uh, probably finding it hard to get motivated. Jared Brooks with the upset. Interesting. Kevin, is there any way, shape, or form that you see that happening? If so, why? The Monkey God is a badass nickname. And I will Thank say... You. That is great. You know... Ian's been fighting a long time. Sometimes they do. Uh, I'm surprised to see him at the front of the undercard. That makes me a little nervous. I'll yeah. Like yeah. The position. He's going to be like, why am I not on the main card? Fucking Anderson Silva's <laughs> retired like, ass is up there. It sounds like you want to switch your pick. It sounds like you want to come over to my side. No, I do not. I stand Ooh. tall with Uncle <laughs> Creepy. Because he also has the other side where he just cranks people. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Made of rubber. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're starting to get toward the end of these picks. Now, uh, if you're new to the game, you may not know that we do a bet. Now, they've already done bets in the past before. Do oh, you remember good. what happened when you won uh, the first time, Rick, and you came on the show? What did you bet, Kevin, and what did you win? I, I believe that he had to call you your majesty. I believe that was that what, is correct. I, what I had. That was a tough episode. Emotionally, <laughs> it's a good one. Actually, one of my favorites. Go back and listen to it. It's a good one, guys. Um, Kevin, do you have an idea of where you'd like to take Rick? Because here's the thing: considering that you've lost to him before, you now get the chance for redemption. Have you salivated over it? Have you thought of what you'd like him to do in 100%. return? Now that you get it, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How does that make you feel, Rick? Uh, I don't like the idea that. Of all the things he could actually take consideration for, of all the things he could actually prepare and think about and really dedicate his time toward, it wasn't winning the game itself. It was whatever is about to come out of his mouth in the next few seconds. Uh, so that does uh, legitimately worry me. It does. Well, it's not going to be in the next few seconds, so that's the good news. We still got three it more won't. A guaranteed framed life-size nude portrait of me goes in the new studio. How hard is this? It's done. <laughs> <laughs> We well, can do it Titanic style. I don't care it's who draws it or if we do like a real digital thing, but I want it to be anatomically correct and up. Kev, can I let you gestate on something real quick while we move on to the next one? Sure. Can I let you think of the possibility that nobody's going to understand who you are? <laughs> that makes maybe, it better. That's... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> but maybe they might know who Ara Hawani is. And if there is a 
you know, paint me like one of your French girls moment with Rick and Ariel. I'm just saying. Oh, that's beautiful. I hadn't considered. Think about it. Don't say what you think yet. Rick, you keep your thoughts to yourself. We'll come back around. Make any hard no's, no hard yeses. All right. Keep going. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Back to the game. Uh, Rick, you're going to lead us off on this one. And it is about between Dustin Poirier and Jim Miller. Go. Uh, Dustin the Diamond, he's money. Did you know, actually, uh, in doing this, I did a Google search. Did you know how much Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell is worth? You know his net worth. No. Is it a negative involved? It is $500,000. That guy is golden. Dustin the Diamond. I'm picking him to win. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you Google searched that. Good use of time. Kevin, what do you got for us? Didn't he do porn? Yeah, he did. And he went to jail. You know, not an example I want to set for my America. I'd rather go with a poor kid that fought his heart out from Louisiana or Alabama. I don't quite remember. I think it was Louisiana. I watched his. I watched Fightland. How dare everyone or the fight? You know what? I'll get it back to you on the details. Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Apologies to Jim Miller. Interest. Oh, you're going Sincere. Poirier too. I have no choice. And you know, as afraid as I think we all are of the Miller brothers. Interesting side note, I worked on the movie Fightland uh, doing PR for it, and it was quite a good film. Fucking loved it. Fell in love early. Like, two minutes in, I was like, I'm hooked. Was yeah, he's, uh, he's a great filmmaker. Um, sorry to sorry to sidetrack, but I uh, really enjoyed it. Dustin's good people. Oh, Kev, did you want to interrupt and talk about my comedy writing career, too? I just wanted to go ahead and mention it for no reason. I think you right. There might have been... Uh, an illusion, but I that, I like your guys' name drops. I mean, being from just humble Denver, uh, I'm in. I also liked Fightland and your comedy writing, Raph. I want to be clear. Thank you. Thank you. I just I thought it was important to the story as well. <laughs> I'll turn down the roasting, and we're okay. just going to turn up the uh, you know accomplishments listing. I think <laughs> that will be the greatest part of the show. Kevin, why don't you go ahead and lead us off on this one? It's a lightweight bout between Nick Lentz. And, oof, God, this is not a good card for deportation. (laughs) Islam Makachev. I mean, that name's not getting into the U.S., but uh, Kev, go on. Yeah. Islam Islam and Muhammad. It's as though there's a message being sent from the UFC. It's like, uh, we've got the Tevins. You know what? Score me for Islam. I'm in. Oh. I don't think you can say that. Peace to my brothers and sisters. Oh, God. All right, Rick, what do you he's got from for from Russia, so I don't think he's at all Muslim, but let's... You know. <laughs> okay, same thing. Might be. Yeah, but no, but he's from the, the, the Republic of Dagestan, so he's very, very likely to be Muslim, much okay. like uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. Um, I fell firmly in the camp of Muhammad. I am also firmly in the camp of Islam. Uh, let us pick Islam Makachev. All right, noted. All right, guys. You only... Uh, 50% were traitors to America. So, <laughs> congratulations, everybody. Um, guys, we're at that place. It's a special place. We're at the very last fight. I know we've come a long way. This whole wacky escapade has taken us ups and downs all over the place, guys. But we're now ready to do the picks. Rick, you're going to lead us off, and I'm putting 30 seconds for this uh, new fake championship belt that doesn't involve Cyborg. 
But hey, we're going to do it anyway. It is a bout between Holly Holm and Jermaine Jackson. They Randy. Sorry, Jermaine to Randy Jackson. Got it. Okay, got it. Oh my god. This is completely off the rails. Um, I am going with uh, Jermaine to Randy. Um, I think Holly Holm's not going to be active enough. Um, she's been uh, a little bit reserved in, in most of her fights, um, especially up against tough strikers. So I'm going with uh, the Iron Lady, Jermaine Durandamy. All right, Kevin, what do you got for us? I am going with the Preacher's Daughter because mm. I feel like we're setting up uh, a great – I like that they're adding the 145 massively in on this expansion. Kind of excited to see Holly try and get uh, one more to finish it out. I'm in. I'm ready. Kevin, important question that I'm going to ask Rick instead. Rick, <laughs> why are we doing this fight without Cyborg? Because everybody seems to be really yeah. pissed off about that, and they have a big feeling. Did she get slighted? First question. And second question, when Dana was asked to comment about it, he was like, well, we created the division for her. But then why is she not fighting? Yeah, he is accurate that they created the division for her. It would have looked bad. They would have had some egg on their face if they said, uh, we're now no longer making this a title fight now that Cyborg isn't uh, able to fight and we don't want to do this division anymore. So what I think will happen is they'll do this fight, and then at some point very, very soon they'll go, you know what, that whole 145-pound thing didn't really work out too well. Um, Only, oh, fuck me. (laughs) You handle stress well, it seems. Kev, are you excited to watch this bout, though? I'm very excited. I don't know much about Jermaine. I haven't. Uh, this is the first time. I like that the UFC is able to continue to highlight women's fights. They've been awesome. 145. It's new. It's a new division. We don't get to do that a lot. I mean, I'm all for Jermaine getting some credit, but I was more of a Tito person, I think. I also, aren't we kind of, you know, Cyborg did a lot of steroids. Yeah, I mean the whole thing. So it's like we've got to get her to the John Jones guy, uh, only better before you know we can lace her up and send her into one (laughs) forty-five. Well, guys, we've made our way through the entire card. I feel proud of us. We've done some good work here, but I feel like we're we're still in need of doing some stuff. What is that? Some stuff. I think it's time to figure out what the tiebreakers are going to be. So let's do that. If we do get tiebreakers, we come down to performances of the night and fight of the night. Uh, Why don't we go ahead and have Kevin say what he thinks the two performances of the night are going to be and the fight of the night. Yeah, for me, this is easy. I'm going with performance of the night one going to Jacare. He's going to win by something fun. Okay. Performance of the night two going to Holly Holm. And fight of the night going to Poirier Miller. Okay. Rick? Fight of the night, Poirier Miller. I'm with you. I think that's the obvious choice. Mm. Performance, I'm going to go with Durandamy. <laughs> and I'm going to go with... He's doubling down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson to look impressive. Oh, okay. 
<clears throat> Interesting. He's, uh... I mean, guys, you do risk this, and I'll say this right now. You do risk, because you have one similarity on Fight of the Night, that you could each get one performance of the night right. Just giving you guys that as a heads up. That would be nice. Okay, if that does... Well, if you tie, then both of you have to agree to do the bet. Is that the rule? Oh, oh that's right, with Jevons. absolutely awful. <laughs> well, then if you're going to go ahead and do that, then it's going to be a coin flip. Eric, so, more work? No, thank you. I've already checked out of this podcast. So figure I out. forgot the host's name. Just <laughs> figure out which one you guys would like. Do you both want to do the bet, or do you want a coin flip? Oh, there's not going to be a tie. He picked terribly. And coin flip. Okay. I think we abandoned the roast battle early, and I'll just pretty much uh, admit defeat with he picked terribly. I think that was the best roast of the uh, of the evening so far. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. If we do come down to tying, we'll figure it out once we get there. But I've already told you how I feel, and we will likely enforce that. But, gentlemen, <laughs> we've made it all the way through. I'm intrigued to hear what this bet is. Rick, do you want to say what you have in mind first before Kevin, or do you want to see what's behind door number one? I would like to see what's behind that door because I literally have given no thought to this. Ah, an unusual strategy for someone named New Jack. Kev? No, he gave it his normal lust. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just... (laughs) I am going to propose a very simple, if I win... I get to take over his Twitter account for seven roasts of whoever I choose. Interesting. Just seven comments. I'm not saying like I'll get crazy. It's just seven tweets. Like self-administering tweets. Does this include that you can insult any fighters under his guise? Oh, 100. Okay, Make sure that was part of the deal. Uh, okay, that works for me. But does that it does not work for me? I do, <laughs> I do not accept the terms of disagreement. Why? Um, I'm willing to. I'm willing to grant the Twitter access. I'm willing to, you know, turn over the account um, for seven tweets. But they absolutely cannot be anything that compromises my work. Hold on, let's let's underline the word work and let's define what your work really is because I, I was feel there's joking a about the nudes, there. Eric. All right, <laughs> that part was a joke. <laughs> Sorry, Raph, I stepped right in the question. Right, go, ahead, so, Raph, go ahead, If we were to put a stipulation that said you could not talk to any of the fighters, yeah, I think we have to extend that to like you cannot talk to. Um, anybody in the fight business, I think, is... Uh, oh, that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. They, uh, to be fair, they shouldn't know who we are anyway. Well, let's because... just make this good old-fashioned fun. I'll just roast you on your account, and uh, I okay, want it that, to be 10. That, that's fair. That's fair. So you upped it to 10 then, Kevin. You're that's damn you right. Said? If we're going to acquiesce to the... I don't get to say whatever I want about Ariel Hawani and his family... Then I so, guess yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm obviously joking, kind of mostly. I'll take ten about Jack. All right, uh, New Jack. What do you feel? Is that up your rally? Do you feel that that's a comparable bet, or do you have something that you would like to counter with? 
Um, I I accept the terms of that. I feel like that's that's appropriately fair. Ten tweets. Okay, and then you would take over Kevin's social media for ten tweets. No, I mean, does that really have any value? I mean, I feel like I have to I, post something probably not. No, that's why I was asking you. What's your counter? What's It'd be what's nice Kevin's to have a quiet moment yeah. to yourself? Finally, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if I if I even deleted his Twitter, would anybody notice? I don't. I think uh, that's really fifty-fifty. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Kevin has made some great relationship with some sex bots, and they would be a little sad that wouldn't six of attention. them started following me. Some serious porn industry level. And I mean, bots. who knew that romance was going to start with, hey, I like your profile. You want to send me some nudes? <laughs> it's a pretty direct stuff. Yeah. Which is like right up Kevin's language. Alley, so. All right. Well, what do you got for us? Then if you don't, if you are, you know, saying Kevin doesn't have any friends and valid point, we take you at that. <laughs> uh, what is your counter, sir? Um, I would like if I win. Mm-hmm. Now, it would be easy for me to go with a punishment for Kevin. That would be the easy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I would, ca- I would. I would like to propose something a little bit different. And I think. Mm-hmm that I would like to see on the verbal tap, Instagram. I would like to see Kev in some capacity get one over on Raph. And I say this being a longtime fan and watching this verbal tap Instagram where I see Raph putting people in sharpshooters. I see Raph doing these crazy submission holes. I see Raph creating these memes where Raph always seems to go over. I would like to see Kev go over. And I would like, if I'm victorious, for Kev to, to have the spotlight for once. Um, th- those are my wishes. I'm in a giving mood, and um, I think that that's what I'd like. Now, Rap, obviously, you have to be a little bit complicit in this. Um, but I would hope that your your dear, dear friend Kev, you know, uh, losing and, and having a little sympathy for him as he's walloped for the third time uh, by yours truly, um, that you would you would grant this request. No, this isn't a make a wish program. I accept. I like it. Deal. <laughs> Here's the thing, and and maybe we should be very clear about why Raph always goes over on the social media. It's a very simple rule. Do you know what the rule is here, um, Eric? No, hit me with it. Let's go. Because I do the work on the Instagram. Yeah, he's much more. Uh, if Kevin did the work on the Instagram, I'd be like, oh shit, Kevin should beat me up here. That'd be funny. But half the time, I'm like, well, Kevin, if you're not going to do this, then let's put you over. See, what you don't understand is by my beating up on Kevin, by my beating up on people, I'm putting them over, son. I'm making them stars. Do you, you understand who that? Who are you right now? Are you Triple H? Who is this? Some variation. No, it, it was just Listen, WrestleMania, so he's been a little like this. It's not WrestleMania yet, nerd. Listen, what I'm saying to you is there is an art to putting people over. And you know those people. They don't become nameless. They go on to have big careers. They go on to be superstars (laughs) once they get a little bit of what it is that I've got. So, yeah, I'm doing them a favor. And I don't like that part of the bet. I'm going to amend it with this. Kevin has famously not gone over. If you really want to put someone over, then maybe Kevin should put someone over on our Instagram. Meaning... He let someone beat him up at his own school. Somebody who really deserves it. Like a real charity effort. Because that's what you do. You give back to people. 
Okay, so I, I actually like that as well, Kev. I tried. Um, I really wanted you to go over. You're but, a man of the people. Um, I do like this, um, with with the the caveat being that I need you to literally pick the white belt who's on day one, who walks into the gym um, with his glasses still on. He's walking with shoes on the mat. Um, the kid doesn't know his ass from his elbow, um, <laughs> and I need him to tap you out uh, in the video. Uh, we can Kevin. make that happen. I'll dedicate yeah, it total. to the uh, Achievement Awards of the MMA Hour. It'll but let me just take one thing real quick here. Kid in the future, if you're listening to this, and maybe you don't know we did this bet. Yeah, we just, she's all that, dude. And you know what? We, we, we complied all together, and Kevin's going to look at you and say, like, your technique's beautiful, girl. You didn't even know oh, it. Oh, kiss me. <laughs> you're gonna have to say something in return that's like i was a bet i didn't even know you didn't even do it on purpose i was used we'll explain it to each other in our baggy jeans and early 2000s late 90s fashion senses it's good but you know what though we can do that and uh, kevin here's the nice part is if you're looking for somebody who has no experience in grappling or jiu-jitsu who has no idea what they're doing who's a bottlenose neck geek a, a real loser uh, just a, a waste loser. of space. I mean, it would be New York Rick. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if, if if you could make that happen as Raph stumbles through bottle nose neck, whatever the fuck that actually means, um, if you could make your way here, I would love to be the goofball that goes over on you. Bottle nose neck is a rare form of asshole dolphin, I'll have you know, <laughs> out of the southern Florida region. You know, the reason why you have a bottlenose neck is because there's a lump stuck in it. And in there are your guts and your actual gravitas, which you never had. So what I'm saying to you is this. Rick has famously never come to train. We've tried multiple times to get him to come train. So, Kev, it's possible he could be the person you put over, but he would have to show up. So, just saying. I will be there in the tightest possible rash guard. Uh showing off just several jelly rolls of disgusting uh, fat, uh, squeezing as tight as possible into it, um, and, and really give you a hard time on the mat. Beautiful. Let's make that happen. Let's make training happen someday. All right, Kevin. I feel we have an accord here, correct? We have an accord, and I would like to thank the gentleman. We always hug after roast battle, uh, but I don't want to touch ah. you. So let's just uh, – and oh, it's that audio thing again. I do forget that part. Not very bright. We'll just call it a virtual hug, which sounds more disgusting. It's something Kevin does with all of his uh, sex bots. You know, yeah, with all of his all of his online dates. My Twitter hugs. followers, a lot of virtual <laughs> hugs. And the worst part is Kevin does politics on his, so all of his sex bots are like, "Ew, what is wrong with this guy? Ew, He's tell really me all his stuff." God. Even the sex bots are actually sending replies. <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> can't believe this guy's politics who's is this person real they just say it call him a snowflake a lot hey rick uh where can people find you because we've gotten to that point where you know we've done the thing and it's probably a good time to get you off the show now so let's do the closures let's say you're gonna be back next week after you watch ufc live it's gonna be a good time and uh we'll discuss some fights afterwards right Absolutely. Um, I will be back to celebrate my victory. Uh, and 
hear all about uh, the production values that are going to go into uh, Kev's video. Mm -hmm. um, and people can find me in the meantime over at a new studio for the MMA Hour. Mm. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern at MMAFighting.com. If you tune in this week, you will see a brand spanking new studio happening simultaneously in the old studio. You will find Raf and Kev uh, scrounging and scavenging for the spare parts so that they can increase the production qualities on uh, this thing that they call a show. You and fuck off. We'll never increase the production. Up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you guys leave spare parts? Don't joke. Did you, That's though? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> There are tons of hard drives and microphones for you to enjoy. Yay. Um, make your way to New York. Uh, and in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at New York Rick, spelled R-I-C, not with a K, uh, because my name is actually Eric, as we've outlined. But I'm thinking about changing my handle just to New Jack if it's available, uh, because that's badass as fuck. You do know that there is a pro wrestler by the name of New Jack, yes? Oh, badass. was that the guy? Uh, just just uh, go with me on this tangent. Was that the guy who fucking <laughs> like threw another dude off a bunch of tables and damn near murdered him? Yeah, dude. Easy dub, that, man. That guy is a bad motherfucker. So I would be happy. <laughs> I'd be proud to have the new Jack name. And I'm pretty sure you could buy it off him for a hot meal. So I think. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible and tickling at the same time. Absolutely. Kevin, what do you have to say about uh, Rick? I mean, we, we can't send him off, you know, on a bad note. Let's send him off. You hugged, virtual hugged. What do you have to say to the guy? Yeah, they're, gentle, they're, they're gentlemen, they're scholars. There's that third and fourth category that just makes you sexually confused in a positive way. I think Rick checks all those boxes, and I thank you for swinging by tonight. Um, that was awkward, but, uh, I love you. And I say this every time, uh, Kev, I, I always want, uh, what's only best for you. Uh, and you need to separate yourself from Raph, who is a drain on your immense talent. Um, do, do something else. <laughs> That's a fantastic Raph, you're just dragging Kevin down. Every Everybody day. knows that. Well, listen, I was going to say it was nice having you, but clearly on that last comment, you know, I, I'm just prone to actually literally just hang up right now, but I'm a better person than you. So I'll say, ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable New Jack, New York Rick. Raph, fun podcast. I love, uh, I'm in on the roast battle stuff, you and I, and that's just improv roast battle, by the way, people, which mm. anyone in the actual roast, as you know, I think we saw from a stunning uh, flashlight performance from all of us, it was well done, given not very much preparation. Uh, I'm interested. I like that format. But you and I are mean people. Mm-hmm. Happy to be mean to anyone and everyone. Let us know. We do birthdays, special events, <laughs> weddings. Nothing says your child is turning five. Like, shut the fuck up, kid. And that is a great segue into us winding this down. Let's head into Yay. some some final thoughts or what you and I have called shout outs in the past. Mm. I'll start. Mm. Uh, Matt Jubera has been teaching up a storm over at the Jubera Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Getting, 
a ton of help from the people all around the mats. And by help, I mean violent beatings. I just mm-hmm. want to thank the crew continually. Got to, got to get some good nogi in last week from Will. Uh, it's just been it's been a lot of fun to see the classes develop, and all of the teachers are challenging themselves, which is really cool. And we've had just different people on the mat because competitions are coming up, including got to finally train with Wit, who is been a part of the podcast community. Uh, mm-hmm. He's always fun on social media and, and engaging with us. And he's tall, and he's got some grips. What's that like? It's annoying. It's just mm. so annoying. Mm-hmm. You're trying to pass, and they're mm-hmm. setting up sweeps, and they stretch you, and you're like, God, mm-hmm. is there an extra... Where'd you get the extra bones? Where's the where are the tendons wrapping from? So pretty frustrating all around. Hmm. Okay, so cool. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for me. Uh, shout outs, wise Ruth. All right, let's go ahead and start by shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. Beamuck. Good news, guys. If you have white belts or are a white belt and you're looking for a competition, there is a white out competition that uh, is going to be specifically for those folks. So keep a lookout for it. I believe it is February 18th. I could be wrong. It might be the 19th, but it is happening over at Valley Martial Arts Center. So if you guys are so inclined, go ahead and go do that. And if you know of some folks who would be interested, go do that. You can catch more information about it at valleymac.com. So that is valleymac.com. And uh, if you have any additional or further questions, you can message me. I won't have any answers, but I'll be happy to mock all of your questions as accordingly as only I can. So uh, shout out to them. I want to thank uh, my good friend Casey, who's teaching a great class. I went to go do that today. And uh, we have some new fresh faces in there. And, and he, he's, Casey does such a good job with this class. I just I really enjoy it. Um, so shout out over on that side. Let's go over to the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club. L.A. Guys, Jiu-Jitsu. I, can I tell you how proud I am of Drew and Eric? They are, uh, you know, on two separate journeys that have so much overlap and parallel uh, aspects to them. But they picked up big wins over at Fight to Win. They've already had a good start to both of their years. But I think it's just the beginning for the both of them. And I know it's fun to go ahead and brag about your friends. But when they do cool shit and they do dope shit, we brag about their cool and dope shit on this show. So uh, as a a friend of theirs and a fellow training partner, I feel great that they represented their uh, academies and also uh, the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. And guys, if you're looking to... improve your rubber guard jeremiah vance is going to be doing a rubber guard seminar before he goes to compete in the ebi trials qualifier with drew and many of the other prominent 10th planet people the very next day but on saturday night at 6 p.m there's going to be an awesome seminar that he's going to be teaching he'll be going over rubber guard which i'm not very good at and i have questions like can i do it because i'm not sure i can I feel like you get aged out of rubber guard. I'm told that's not the case, but that's how I feel. And as we know, Kev, feelings are fake facts now. No, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. It goes the other way. That's right. Feelings. Yes. Are re- yes. I, you know, I click back into grad school. and like all the education. It takes a second. No, I Shit. know. Sorry. I know. They're real. They're everything. They're reality. Facts. There it is. <laughs> so uh, obviously that's some dope shit happening over there. I want to thank everybody I ran into. I also almost was like, feelings are for quitters. Go on. Got it. <laughs> it's a it's a good game we like to play on this show, which is called We Didn't Rehearse This. So, 
always enjoy those moments, everybody. Uh, <laughs> as if you didn't have enough of them with Eric to begin with. Um, but hey, treasure them all. There's what they're the things that make this podcast unique and special. Uh, let's go ahead and shout out uh, our good friend uh, Dane and Terry. His uh, him and his wife were so nice. We never get to see each other, but they very awesomely came to help me do all the interviews, help produce and uh, wrangle some talent. So all of the Jake Shields, the Gary Tonin, the Kleber, the um, uh, Philippe, the Edwin, all of those are uh, models and helped from them. So um, I would like to thank them for their help. It really made a huge difference. And we got to like eat in and out and chat away everything that happened uh, at Fight to Win. So I want to go ahead and say thank you to them. I know they're probably listening, and I just want to say I, I know we joke a lot about a lot of people, but you guys are such quality human beings. So no jokes for you guys. You're just really good people. Let's go ahead and uh, shout out also Seth Daniels. I got the chance to talk with him very briefly. Um, I got the chance to say what's up to Matt Brown. I got the chance to say what's up to Mike Alimas, uh, Kenny Jewell. Um, but specifically Mike and Seth, thank you guys for opening up your doors. I know that you guys don't traditionally do media, but it looks like you might be more interested to do so. And I would highly encourage you to do so for this following reason. When you guys have big moments like Marvin, which now are at the 9 million mark, which I don't know if we can impress this upon things, but there are some videos by the NFL that don't even have 9 million views. So this is huge for our sport and it couldn't happen to a better person uh marvin is is good people and i couldn't be more happy and that is a legitimately amazing moment so uh, it's it's a great day for jujitsu when things like that happen and it's even better when it's your friends so kudos to everybody just a good good night full of stuff and uh again thanks to everybody who helped put it together and i want to send my last shout out to my sister chris who uh put me up while i was out in the oc um we just you know, we got to hang out and train. Well, she doesn't train, but I got to train after I went to hang out with her. But I chose not to train, Kevin, to answer your question, to hang out with my sister. So, there. It's adorable. Uh, <laughs> I, and actually, that reminds me, before we do sign off, uh, shout-outs to 10th Planet at both Orange and Costa Mesa and our good friend Albert Jitsography, uh, Sadio, for inviting me to go on out that way. I rolled with so many nice people who were beasts, savages, put a hurt on me, and uh, I couldn't have been happier on Super Bowl Sunday. It was the best way you could spend it before eating. And as I put on as a status update, um, you know, I put a couple things. Like I said, listen, guys, we all know that the Patriots would have lost in a sub-only match. We know that. That's fine. I also put up this status update that said, um, it's an important thing to note, guys. I lost uh, five pounds going to two open mats on that morning, and then I was pretty sure I was going to gain 10 pounds of it back after <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. And mission accomplished, so go me. <laughs> and uh, I guess the last one we put up is thanks to everybody for sharing our means. Tom DeBlass, you are sharing our uh, jiu-jitsu isn't life, and we did a Donald Trump mean on that. And then we also had one that we were making fun of for people who take off their uh, their fucking shirts and do CrossFit and drink Michelob. Well, wait, we don't do that. We're better than CrossFitters. The 95 calorie beer. 
fuck get the fuck out of here and you're using the cheers theme song which is <laughs> oh it's blasphemy but we want to thank all of you who have made that meme super popular uh it's got a whole bunch of people looking at it and sending us really nice notes so again thanks for the podcast and as i mentioned before my sister housed me we had a great time she was having a a blast hearing about all of our nonsense in <laughs> jiu-jitsu and uh was thoroughly entertained when i was explaining gary versus aj and she's like interesting wow that's, that's weird so that'll do it for me you guys thank you so much that's gonna do it for us tonight here at verbal tap i'm kevin thanks for listening good night and good fight I loved him in the league. I actually hated myself in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Do you know what I called that movie? What? The League of Extraordinary Shock. 